expand and challenge yourself. If you're sitting and yet you never do anything, figuring out even the smallest next step, then you don't have a growth mindset. You are going to stagnate. You're just going to be where you are. Take the small actions on a daily basis that will help you grow and expand and get into the investment world. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall McCleared. Let's go, baby. All right, all right. Welcome back. It's me, Randall McCleared. Great to have you on today. I am going to discuss investor mindset today. And we just recorded a great episode with Victoria Ron Kennedy. It's going to come out in a little bit. I really wanted to just do a quick hit because I had such a great conversation with her that it made me start thinking about mindset just in general. And she came on and she was super happy and excited and love for life and all these things. And I was like, you're a good soul. I interviewed another guy, Joseph Haker, a while back, and he was the same thing. It's just good soul. Having a great mindset and keying into your lifestyle, as Victoria put it, and how you want your lifestyle design to look is what I want to discuss today. And the transition, I guess, from real estate professional mindset, uh, transactional based to more of an investor mindset. So let's dive in. The first thing I'll talk about is making that transition from transactional real estate advisor for others to more of an investor. Some of the things that need to shift, that means looking at long-term gains. Real estate transactions are relatively quick. If you're doing residential, uh, you can be in and out of a deal in as little as 30 days, maybe 45, 60 days, depending on the market cycle that we're in. When you're investing, you are most likely looking for a different timeline. So you need to start shifting your mentality around being a quick in and out. I'm done with the deal. Maybe the transaction coordinator is handing all that stuff. And all I do is have the conversation with the seller. We list it. We have my whole team to go out and they do all the pictures. And then I show up at the closing with a deal. Obviously, it's more involved in that. And I don't want to make light of how much work we actually do. But in general, it's a very short life cycle. And then it's nurturing that client and talking to them over time. But again, when you're talking about investing, you're looking at that same deal and saying, okay, what does that look like in five years? What does the return look like over time? And so it's a shift from a short time span, long time span. So just start thinking about that and having that mentality change. The next thing, if you think about the risk that we take as agents, when we are going out and representing somebody, we are a fiduciary for them. And it's important that we act as such and we take their best interest in mind. When you are acting on your own, obviously you should be your own fiduciary. You should be looking out for your own best interest, but you need to start taking into account risks and failures. I talked last episode just about getting going, do the work, get into the game and start doing it, right? A lot of the things that stop people who I speak with, they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of losing money. And so when you start looking at it from the investor perspective, the risk associated with doing those transactions as a broker for one of your clients is really minimal. We're covered by ENO. We have documents in place. Most of the states put those things out. So as long as you're using those, you're covered. I mean, there's a lot of things. The risk is mitigated. It's very minimal as long as you're operating properly. When you start looking at buying things on your own, yeah, the risk goes up, but so does the reward, the long-term benefits. And so just get comfortable with a little bit more risk 
You can mitigate those things, again, using standardized forms, making sure that you're buying properly, get yourself educated, be okay if you fail, right? My wife just went and bought and she rehabbed her first house, super proud of her, but she was afraid of doing it. And she has somebody like me who has a ton of experience there to help her. So I get that it may be a different scenario. However, my thought process when I bought one of my first rehabs and what I conveyed to her was, if you make $5 on this deal, fantastic. It was worth the education. If you lose $20,000, that's okay as well. It's worth the education. We all pay for education in some form or fashion. Whether you go to school for it or you learn it out in the wild, you're going to pay for it. Just get comfortable with a little bit higher risk and take risk that you are okay with. Again, going back to the very first uh, episodes that we record about talking about your risk tolerance, just get comfortable with it. That's the investor mentality and however, mitigate those things with the education. Another thing that would be advised that you start working on is a growth mindset. Expand and challenge yourself. Stretch goals are called that for a reason because it will get you outside of your comfort zone. If you're sitting and you've thought, I really want to start investing. I know long-term, I really need to be doing something with my money and I can't work until I die. I need some passive income coming in. And yet you never do anything as far as sitting down writing your goals out or sitting down, talking about your financial statement or your current budget or whatever it is. You don't take that time and that energy to start figuring out even the smallest next step, then you're, you don't have a growth mindset. You are going to stagnate and you're just going to be where you are indefinitely. So start developing a growth mindset. Take this small actions on a daily basis that will help you grow and expand and get into the investment world. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than $53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline is currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit Class B multifamily communities between 5 and $20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. Another great thing that you can do to start having an investor mindset is to surround yourself with like-minded people. I hear this all the time. Everybody talks about it. It's very true. If you are hanging out with the same friends that you've had that want to either pull you down or keep you in the place that you are because it's comfortable, that's where they are, and it would make them uncomfortable if you were doing better, you need to surround yourself with different people. To that point, that's, I guess, one extreme. The other side of it is not related to your current people. It just could be you need to go out and put yourself into these meetups, into these groups of investors, see what they're doing and start having conversations with them. Your network will grow. You'll learn. It will shorten your learning curve and make you, it will de-risk your investments. Talking about one of those higher up mentality items that we were talking about just a minute ago. You also want to be patient. Real estate, everything seems to I'm fast. I want things to happen quickly. Boom, boom, boom. Let's let's get this business off the ground. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And then in reality, with real estate, things just seem to take longer. There are certain types of deals, like wholesale deals that appear to take a lot less time, but on the front end to go find that deal takes a long time. Just in general, real estate is quite a slow, methodical process. Once you get a machine running, yeah, you may have a pipeline of deals that are turning. It's the same thing with what you're doing on the broker side of the business. Once you have that pipeline up and running, then you're doing deals regularly. But when you are out prospecting, looking for your own deals, then it takes a little bit of time. And, and so that takes us to the next item, which is just be disciplined. Having patience and discipline it will 
get you into good deals and keep you from getting into bad deals. Recently, this is a personal example. I was looking at a lot of these multifamily deals and getting into the market at a time where everything has been priced up and buying at the height of the market. And I had a lot of brokers coming and saying, look, man, buy it on this. It's You're buying off pro forma, which is essentially, if you think about it, you're taking the bet that the property will produce what they say it's going to produce in a year from now or two years from now. And yet they haven't been able to get it to that point themselves. So they're like, your income is going to be so high once you do X, Y, and Z to this property. So we're going to sell it like that today. I talk about this a lot in previous episodes. Had I gone down that road and bought some of those and deployed some investor capital into those deals, I'd be in a position that so many people are in right now where they have these floating rate loans that the rates have expanded so much that there's no cash flow on those deals. And they're in a position where if the property is not cash flowing as it should, one, not able to distribute funds to their investors, and two, the lenders are getting a little bit antsy because some of these deals only had three years three-year term on their uh, refinance period. And so you want to exit these things in three years, and yet you're going to refinance into a much higher rate instead of a low rate, how they underwrote them. A lot of details in there. But had I compromised my underwriting in order to get more deals, I'd be in a troubling spot. Be patient and disciplined at the same time. That's getting you into the investor mindset that will long-term put you in a position to be successful. Another thing is constantly focus on value creation. It's something that I am now in that mode where it's just all I want to do is give back and add value as much as possible in any situation. So I'm in some masterminds and I'm trying to see how can I give value here? So I run underwriting class for some guys. I'm in ULI groups. I'm in. So I'm trying to give as much value or give more value than I take. And to the point with Victoria, it was the same thing. I was just talking to her. Again, her episode is going to come out soon, but she's like, I try to just give more than I take. One, it puts me in a very positive mindset. The money will come, right? If you're in it just for the money, then then you you may get the money, but you may be miserable as well because you are constantly just out. Everything is about the dollar. Always try to add as much value as possible. And then finally, stay open-minded and adaptable. Real estate is ever-changing. One thing that I kind of fault myself on is I was so focused. I was so focused on the single family world and buying, you know, one house at a time and making sure that that thing was making money and flipping. While the money was great, it got me into this trap where I literally felt like for 10 years, my goal of having enough passive income to not have to work, I wandered away from that because I saw these quick dollars that you could make on these rehabs. And so not only did that happen, like I was wandering around missing my goal, the opportunity to start buying apartments years ago at a great time in the market cycle, I was opposed to. I mentally had shut down and said, look, this thing is tried and true. It's making me money. I don't want to deviate. Again, I call it a double-edged sword because there's a pro and con to that. Like You got to feed your family. You got to take care of things. If you're so close-minded that you're missing out on opportunities, like opportunities to maybe raise capital for deals like what we present, then you're missing on opportunity that will put you into a better place down the line into the future. Stay open-minded. Those are some of the things that will help get you into an investor mindset, open your world up to uh, new opportunities and that sort of thing. Hopefully this information was helpful and useful and you got something out of it. If you did, you're getting value out of the show, please go rate and review it. I love that. It is great to see everybody giving feedback and helping the show. So if you have any friends or agents that are not listening, please invite them to listen to the show as well. That'd be awesome. 
catch you guys on the next episode. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.